Welcome to episode two of Bob Speaks. Tonight I'm going to briefly talk about The Dark Knight Rises, the newest Batman film by Christopher Nolan. And that's about it. Needless to say, I'm... Well, we'll go back to the beginning, I guess. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan to start with. I think the first movie of his that I saw was Memento. And then, of course, I think Batman Begins, and I've seen Inception, The Prestige, The Dark Knight. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a good good number of his films, and I think he is an excellent director. So I was hyped up for The Dark Knight Rises. The conclusion to his trilogy... Um, he wasn't sure he was going to come back for a second or even a third film, but he's, this is this is the end of the uh, Nolan Bale Batman trilogy, and I was pretty pretty psyched for it. I didn't go opening night. I did go. I think it was the night after, so Friday Friday evening. Went to a showing locally with a friend and my brother, and uh, gotta say, I am extremely satisfied. I loved the movie. I thought it was. Great, amazing. Um, I'm not going to go out and say it was better than The Dark Knight or even Batman Begins. I think I need to see it again at least and then process it a little bit and take all three of the movies in. I have gone back and watched Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight since then and just to kind of get those back into my mind and see how they stand up. The Dark Knight Rises stands up extremely well to those two excellent movies. Um, so I'm thinking it's not just the, uh, this is the newest, the most recent movie I've seen. So it stands out in my head more. I think it is, uh, first off an excellent conclusion to the trilogy. And the interesting thing about this final movie was that no one could go after it as a conclusion. As I think he stated in some interviews, he viewed each of the first movies, the first two Batman Begins and the Dark Knight as individual movies. So he wrote them and directed them as though these are going to end. These could be the final, the, the ending of his um, his time as the director of the Batman films. But the thing about The Dark Knight Rises is this is the end of his time as the director of the Batman films. So what you get then is a movie that is set up as a conclusion and Intricately tied into the first two. Now, especially tied into what happened in Batman Begins. This movie definitely harkens back, not only to The Dark Knight in some ways, but even farther back, and a lot of it goes back to Batman Begins, which is really cool. And if you can, really see the first two films before you go and watch The Dark Knight Rises, because I think you'll appreciate a little bit more of what went into it. From this point forward, I'm just going to say, if you don't want to hear anything about The Dark Knight Rises, just... Stop listening because I'm probably going to get some spoilers out. Nothing I really have to say is too surprising. But just wanted to make sure, if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening because from here on out, I'm not really going to hold back too much. Now that's done. The most surprising thing to me about the movie was Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle or Catwoman. I thought she pulled that role off better than I expected for sure, and surprisingly well, considering how skeptical everyone was that Anne Hathaway could pull off that dual role of Catwoman to an extent, of both the wanting uh, the social underling stealing from the rich with a heart of gold type of duality there, but she did it extremely well. Now, the cool thing about the Batman-Catwoman, their play back and forth, was that both of them had this 
this duality to their their uh, person. And Bruce Wayne was a the Prince of Gotham, as he was called that in some of the earlier movies. He was a person of means and was given everything essentially. And then also a, a violent vigilante going after the underworld of Gotham. And Selena Kyle was this, you know, mild living normal person to one on one extent, but also this famed cat burglar who was very fierce and stood up to almost everyone. So there was these dualities to their personalities, which I think was an automatic, automatically they were drawn to one another. And that makes perfect sense. Uh, I thought Hathaway and Bale played off each other very well. And they, they, those, whatever, whenever those two were in a scene, I thought those were some of my favorite scenes. Selena Kyle uh, was Catwoman was always kind of not comic relief, but she brought a lighter tone to it and played that. I thought that role went off really well. Now, Hardy as Bane, talk about choosing the right guy for the role. I was, I didn't know what in the world Nolan was going to do with Bane in this movie. And he blew me away with how he didn't, how he brought Bane to life. And I think a lot of that has to go to Hardy. The guy had to act with a mask on where you could not see his half of his face. And so the, really the only emotions you could pull off of Bane were his eyes and his the rest of his body movements. You had no facial really, facial expression because of the restricting mask, but you did get his eyes, and I thought those were intense the whole movie through, except for one scene, and you'll have to watch it to find out. And then just the way he walked, I think I read somewhere someone said he walked like a tank, and I think that's a very good description of how Bane walked, just kind of his presence was that of a tank. If you got in his way, he was going to run you over. <laughs> and obviously, the one of the climaxes of the movie was Bane versus Batman, the first time. I think that fight more so than the second one, but that's for later. The, they're in the middle of the movie, essentially, and... Just the brutality of that fight was something to behold. And you really got a sense of how powerful of a person Bane is. Now, he never seemed like a superhuman to an extent, which is what he, I think, how he was portrayed in the movies, in the comic books, I'm sorry. But you had this sense that Bane not only was an overpowering person in his brute strength, he was also an overpowering person in how he controlled people. And that was an interesting way of making Bane a very powerful person and yet still rooting him in uh, kind of this real-world Gotham that Nolan had crafted in the first two films. So very interesting. I thought Bane was done extremely well. And the mask has a purpose, which is kind of, uh, is kind of interesting, and you find that out during the film, what the purpose of the mask actually was. So I thought that was really cool. Um, both of the, the main... Uh, villains, Catwoman. You can, I guess, you can consider her a villain, but also and Bane. Um, I thought were very well done, and kudos to the actors in both of those roles. I thought they nailed it out of the park. Um, of course, <laughs> I could talk forever as far as on each actor and actress and how they portrayed their characters. Um, I won't spoil the big switch, um, the big uh, turn of events near the end, um, and I'll just briefly say about the. Uh, the ending, I was very satisfied with the ending, and I'm glad that Nolan ended it how he did. I thought that was the right way 
to finish it out because it goes along with the whole arc of ba- of uh, Bale, of Bruce Wayne and Batman th- from Batman Begins and all the way to the conclusion. That's all a good arc as far as that character goes. I think it ended very well. Um, you know, There are going to be plenty of people who disagree with that. Uh, but I think go ahead and watch it. If you're still listening, just go and see it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. At least I hope you're not. One thing I will say, though, is after watching the first two movies, we have been given, by my estimation, one of the best movie trilogies ever. This stands up, in my mind right now, up to the original Star Wars trilogy and The Lord of the Rings as far as just three excellent movies. Um, Lord of the Rings is definitely unique in the fact that this took a book, split it into three movies. And so you essentially had the source material to start with, which was a big fantasy epic to work with. So I would consider the Batman trilogy to be closer in how it works and the construction to the original Star Wars trilogy. And an interesting fact is also how the movies, at least by my estimation, uh, how they fit within the within the uh, the trilogy itself, where you have the origin story, obviously you have to. Then you have the darkest, probably the darkest movie in the middle, and then you have a conclusion at the end. And I think in both cases you have that kind of wave going through. And I think because of that, you're going to see a lot of uh, people saying The Dark Knight is the best movie of the three out of the Batman trilogy. And I can't dispute that right now. I think that is a viable way of looking at it. I think you could not go wrong with any three of them. I believe that out of the three, The Dark Knight Rises stands as the one that needs the other movies the most. I think you could watch uh, Batman Begins, obviously, because of the origin by itself. And then The Dark Knight, the same way, most easily, and that The Dark Knight Rises, being the conclusion, you need some of that background to really get the full effect. And that might be where the weakness of The Dark Knight Rises comes in, is that it's probably not as good of a standalone movie as the first two, but I think if you include it within the trilogy, it really raises the prospects of The Dark Knight Rises. But the three together are really astounding, and the world that... (laughs) you hate to even call it a comic book a, the comic book movies because no one was able to create a really what looked like a living and breathing real world Gotham put mythology behind that and breathe life into this for three full movies and you see Gotham in all three movies at different stages of what they're trying to do that's very interesting and then the characters and the cast were phenomenal through all three I mean when you have Christian Bale Michael Caine uh Morgan Freeman. I mean, when those when those are your you have those caliber of of uh, actors in your movies, and there are plenty more. I mean, Aaron Eckert. You know, there a lot of of excellent. Not to mention Heath Ledger as the Joker. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to see that caliber of cast in any comic book movie, especially a trilogy, maybe ever. The uh, the Marvel series is doing awesome, and the Avengers is probably is. I'm almost certain it's going to be the biggest hit of this of this summer for sure. But I would hesitate to put it on the same level as The Dark Knight Rises or any one of the three Batman movies. It's They're just not that similar. The Marvel Universe is far more suspension. You have to uh, 
suspend your belief. I think that's what it is. I might I have that wrong. But you have to just accept the world that they're in, where Nolan's Batman movies created a world you could actually believe is real. And then did and then you have a a masked billionaire vigilante running around the city trying to save them from some psychotic criminals. So, you know, there's still suspension of belief there as well, but it's not, they're not the same level of movies. The, the uh, Marvel movies never really take themselves too seriously, whereas the Nolan movies take themselves very seriously. And that's, they're just very different movies, and, and, you know, they're good both in their own right. Um, so I can't say which one I like the most, I'm probably going to revisit this in the future after The Dark Knight Rises comes out on uh, DVD and uh, probably download, um, HD download, so that I can sit down and watch all three of the movies together and really try and get my thoughts in order as far as the trilogy as a whole. But I will say this. I was coming in expecting great things from Christopher Nolan, and I was not disappointed whatsoever. So if you have not seen The Dark Knight Rises, please go and see it uh, as soon as you can. And thanks a lot for listening.